welcome to Elder Speak episode 64. That's right, I'm back, and so is Gavin with the news. Hello, everybody. Uh, we're just going to kick it right off, and uh, yeah, just uh, let, let us know what's happening. Cool. Uh, it's going to be short and sweet today, but let's start off with something both you and I, Mots, uh, love and appreciate for a long, long time. Um, this is, of course, the Heroes of Might and Magic series. It was one of the first games I really uh, dived into as a child, and we're getting a brand new installment. Oddly, though, it's not Heroes of Might and Magic anymore. It's Might and Magic Heroes. Not really sure when that happened. But regardless, we're getting Might and Magic Heroes 6 from Ubisoft, and it looks just as we left it oh so long ago. This is the uh, uh, turn-based strategy RPG game set in the awesomely medieval-esque uh, world, and looks like we get all of our awesome characters, and all this courtesy of Black Hole Entertainment, who recently did Warhammer Mark of Chaos. Takes place 400 years prior to the last game of the franchise, and of course it uh, it features an epic storyline featuring angels, griffins, and pretty much everything in between. So, Mots, you as happy as I am? Well, yes? you know, uh, the, the announcement is a bit damped in that I didn't like the two recent uh, recent Heroes entries, but uh, very much compared to three, at least. Um, oh, yeah. But, um, I mean, it's a very good uh, um, very good uh, developer. It's coming from Black Hole Entertainment, especially. You know, they just make awesome RPGs or RTS games. So, this being a bit different, I could imagine them having, you know, some difficulties, but I think they're going to pull it through. Um the reason I don't really like the new Heroes games is because it looks too much like Warcraft 3. And I love Warcraft 3, but I love the Heroes games for a different reason. I sort of want mm. that whole top-down, far-away camera and uh, and uh, a bit more... Uh, I don't know, I, I think, you know, I wouldn't mind if it went back to being 2D. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I felt that the transition to 3D was kind of... Uh... Forced, I suppose it did. It did. It wasn't. Didn't feel necessary, as opposed to pretty much any other genre. Yeah. But hey, yeah. We don't know. We know absolutely nothing about this one with Black Hole Entertainment. So hopefully it'll be more of the line of three. But again, three is the uh, the hallmark of the franchise. So it's kind I, of hard to measure up to. I can't remember what franchise did it, but uh, there's one RTS franchise out there. That used to be 2D, just like Heroes, uh, you know, except it's an RTS. And, uh, you know, one of the newer iterations, which were 3D, gave you that uh, top-down perspective, you know, the option to have that, uh, which made it look basically uh, 2D, and which gave you, you know, a lot more uh, map area to cover just uh, in, the, in the camera. So, um, you know, if they did something like that, I would definitely, that would definitely pique my interest. Don't really know what you're uh, what you're talking uh, what, what game you're specifically talking about, but it does oh, sound interesting. Yeah, exactly. I can't really uh, remember what game it was because I didn't really play it that much. But yeah. Well, okay then. Let's uh, let's move it on, move it along here, and let's stick within the PC vein since we rarely ever do here on Elder Geek, and we really love love it whenever we can. Um, let's go over to Blizzard, as pretty much all PC topics have to eventually. Apparently, they have won a major suit, major meaning $88 million, against a single private server owner. 
That's a seems like a pretty epic uh, decision to rain down, but let's uh, let's dive into it a bit here. The case was against Allison Reeves. She, she was the operator of an un- unauthorized server on World of Warcraft. Doesn't sound that bad, but let's let's continue on here. Um, this is of course uh, a, a charge charges of copyright uh, circumvention of copyright protection systems and copyright infringement, and. Um, Let's see. the The total cost breaks down to about sixty four thousand dollars in attorney fees, three million in disgorge profits, and eighty five point four million in statutory damages. So you're you're seeing where the main brunt of their uh, their figures coming from. And this can't this did come from actual math. The judge uh, did a basic multiplication act of four hundred and twenty seven thousand. This is the estimated size of her community, which is known as scapegating, and by a figure of two hundred each for each act of circumvention. Finger quotes. And um, apparently, this—it's all gone through, and this comes from a default judgment. Default judgments basically happen when no responses come in from one side. In this case, Allison Reeves never responded to the suit, so there was no case to present on her side. So, wow, that is—that is laying the smack down. That's the banhammer times ten thousand months. Where are you coming in on this? I actually know quite a bit about these private server communities. Uh... I don't know if this one did, but a lot of them actually charge uh, for items. And, you know, they have a bunch of microtransactions, especially uh, in the case of gold farming. It's actually integrated into the gameplay uh, of the game in the private servers. But you don't actually pay for a monthly fee, and that's where the draw is and why, you know, this uh, woman got, uh, what is it, 427,000 users. So... You know, uh, it's not like she's not making any money. I think it says here that uh, her PayPal account received in donations only $3 million. So, uh, you know, it's not, it's not like this is some innocent uh, hacker somewhere out there just being slammed with 80, $88 million. But uh, uh, there's no way she'll be able to pay <laughs> able to pay this, uh, no matter how much she made. So, And it's a pocket change for Blizzard. So, um, you know, tough luck. Oh yeah, it, the, yeah. I don't. I'm not exactly sure how anyone's expecting to follow this up, especially since she hasn't commented on the original suit. Yep. But I guess we'll see. I mean, this is re- very much. Um, it's not something you can really ignore, especially with a with a now federal decision on your side. But as of right now, that is all we know. So. Yep. That I mean, should be bottom line, what she's what she's been doing is illegal. You know, she's taking oh, yeah. someone else's product and she's selling it. Mm-hmm. Of any rights, so yeah. Yep. Well, that was fun in PC land. So let's uh, let's come back to the consoles here, and let's come back to Connect and the, its effect on the dashboard as a whole. It seems like you can't escape it, even if you don't buy it. Apparently, Xbox Live avatars are getting a redesign for Connect, and why this is is because if you actually played Connect, <laughs> I have. Um, <laughs> The avatars as they exist right now look a little odd because when you're trying to calculate the movements and everything, the avatars are more rounded and more cartoonish appearing, so it's not a really good proxy for how you are and how your proportions are as a normal human being. Unless, of course, you look like a cartoon, in which case you're, you have serious issues. But, uh, regardless, the connect, is, uh, the connect avatars will appear then more humanish, uh, probably more along the lines of, um, Home avatars. home avatars, yeah, home avatars, but not to that extent. 
they're still going to be, you know, be, be that size. They're still going to be represented in that size on the dashboard. And probably as, uh, as we've seen them in the tech demonstrations for Connect, you're just going to see their proportions a bit finagled to appear more human, smaller heads, uh, longer bodies, and et cetera, et cetera. So not that big of a deal, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because that kind of medium between Mies and home really kind of, was uh, was a big feature for Xbox 360. It's uh, it kind of became an association. So I'm not exactly sure how these new realistic quote unquote avatars will do in that respect. Uh, Mots, what do you think? Well, I think you know the problem with home avatars is that they're so realistic that you you never you're never really able to make uh, your avatar look like yourself. Whereas in uh, in avatars, uh, uh, well, not the movie obviously, but in in the Xbox avatar. Um, uh, it's it's really easy because the what what detail is left out the mind fills in uh, through uh, through association and fantasy, and so you know especially since the head is big it's very easy to recognize someone on your friends list, uh, no matter how many times they change their clothes. Uh, so, you know, with a smaller head and more realistic proportions, does does that mean they're also going to give you more options in customization? Uh, in which case, you know. I think that's a bad idea. I don't. I don't think you really need to have it, you know, connect connect compatible. I just, I just don't see the the need for that. Um, I'd rather have, you know, individual characters in games. If 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 that were the price I'd have to pay for, for keeping the avatars, which I really think is are you know stylish, uh, awesome little things basically. Yeah, I agree. I like them the way they are. I like um, probably the best out of all the represent- representations on console. At least they um, have necks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they do have necks, indeed. Very good observation, Mats. But yeah, uh, I guess I'm just gonna, we're just going to have to see what Microsoft does with this, or more importantly, what Rare does with this, as it appears that they're in. Ma- they're the ones mainly in charge of the transition. So uh, with Kinect coming early October. Um, probably, uh, excuse, um, probably expect it, um, or excuse me, November, the, uh, November is connect, October is move. Um, with, uh, connect coming, at early November, expect it probably close to Halloween, maybe, uh, maybe a couple weeks, be- uh, maybe a week or so before. They definitely want to get this out before connect just to ease the transition. We, uh, we, this is estimation. We don't actually have a final release date, but it will be interesting to see what they come up with. Any final thoughts, Mots? Uh, just to clarify, uh, did you say movie is October? Um, I believe it is. Am I incorrect in that? Uh, I don't know. Unless something has changed in the past two weeks when I've been so busy, uh, then uh, I think it's September. September. Yeah. Right, right, right. There you go, then. I yeah. am. You can tell just how much I've been focused on that. Uh, Move on uh, motion control gaming in the in the past, can't you? Yeah. Uh, usually, I'm I'm good on release date when it comes to games, just not on platforms apparently. But uh, in that in that respect, let's return to games and let's return to a developer that we all know and love. Um, you really get your uh, gamer cred based on how much you play their games. Grasshopper manufacturer makers of No More Heroes and Killer Seven, among other eccentric otaku-based games, have released or have revealed their new game, which is called Cinemora. And Cinemora is the direct Latin translation for No Delay, which of course transitions into ex- exactly what they want. This is an innovative shooter with traditional side-scrolling gameplay with unique time, manip- time manipulation mechanics, so that No Delay kind of comes into that respect there. So. From what it seems like right now, it almost feels like 
they're going to go with the uh, Epic release game. I, I can't recall um, the, the title, especially since uh, Cinemore is also releasing on Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network. Do you remember the, the, the Xbox Live game that Epic did? Lots? Uh, that's uh, Shadow Complex, isn't it? Shadow Complex, exactly. Yes. That's an awesome. So Shadow Complex with a bit of time manipulation thrown in, which is always good. Mm. And that is all we know. But, uh, Mops, is that enough to get you excited? You a big Grasshopper Manufacturer fan? Uh, see, I like the idea of Grasshopper Manufacturer because it's basically this collection of brilliant minds uh, that makes a bunch of strange-ass games. But they've never really been uh, appealing to me gameplay-wise. Uh, so... You know, it, it's uh, it's it's nice to hear that they're going this route because this is the kind of thing that I really love. So I could imagine I I could imagine myself really getting getting into this game. Well, God, me too. And again, we have not a single screenshot, no narrative story detail. So I'm gonna have to wait and see. But as it is, the grasshopper name takes a lot of cred uh, in pretty much any part of the gaming spectrum so we'll all be looking upon uh, looking upon them in the next coming months with great great expectations but now let's go into the land of rumors and one of the biggest rumors for the past couple of years have has say it with me now the psp2 and we still got more and it's getting more official if you can say that it's technically been getting more official since 2000 in one, okay, 2006, but still, um, your gamer has reported that a new device is being shown off in preliminary showcase rounds. This is literally them just, you know, tossing a a, a device to a publisher in, in its basic form to get, have them get the gist and see if they can develop for it. And this supposedly is a new PSP, and not only is it just, it's not a PSP 4000. It may look like a PSP 3000, but it comes with a touch screen or touch controls on the back of the device. So this is a major innovation in the PSP lineup, if it is indeed true. And these are coming in, uh, reports are coming in from three separate developers. This is a uh, coordinated effort, it seems, who all say that these are, um, that the, uh, the device also has near completion first party games. So probably definitely in beta stages when, when shown a past tech demonstration with tangible levels and environments. So this is actually looking pretty, pretty legit. And considering we didn't see anything at Gamescom, though, can't really put this on a confirmation. So, Mons, what do you think? P- the PSP Touch? Um, um, uh, it sounds cool, really. Uh, because if you think about it, if, if it is a touch device or control on the back of the PSP, then it would basically probably, I'm assuming it would be like a laptop a multi-touch mouse pad. And, you know, if it is that, and if it, let's say it covers the whole of, at least the whole of the screen area, you know, so it's it's uh, parallel to the screen, then I can imagine, you know, you know using your fingers and seeing uh, the trace on the screen in the front while you're using in, them in the back. And that... Ooh, futuristic. Be, yeah, and that would be awesome. Uh, I also hope they do something you know, to match uh, the 3DS's uh, 3D capabilities, uh, I, think, I, I don't think know. Uh, Sony has come out and said that they're not really focused on 3D handhelds, so I'm not sure how close we are to getting that. Yeah. But it would be interesting. I agree with you on that. I mean, it, it, they need something, obviously. They need something to combat the, the 3DS thing. I wonder, though, if this is just another wrong turn for Sony. Just leave the PSP alone and create an <laughs> entirely new PSP 2. Just scrap everything you've learned and just start again. Uh, 
Or no, not, it, it, not scrap everything you learned, but scrap everything about the PSP and start again. <laughs> well, I mean, it does seem in Sony's vein of too little, too late. Yeah. Um, this is not a phone, as we've been saying for exactly. years now. And uh, a touchscreen is not going to do as much. I mean, they're trying to. Uh, it looks like they're actually trying to compete with the iPod Touch as opposed to the iPad. Uh, they're, try- they're trying to compete with the iPad instead of the iPhone, which is not the way it should be going. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it, I, I still. Is... Go ahead. Sorry. I still don't have a PSP. Uh, so you know, if this if this is released and. Uh, and it's made clear that the PSP, the real PSP2, is a far way off. Then I might just actually buy this, but because uh, it sounds cool, and I'm a technology geek, and from that perspective, it sounds cool. But I think they need more. Indeed, especially since you know, if it comes with a touchscreen, we're going to have to start another development cycle where we're waiting for all the first-party developers get used to the new technology. And if that's going to happen, you might as well have that and a phone for us in the meantime, so we have something to do while we're waiting for ready at, ready at dawn to make something new. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't seem like they have enough clout to start another major development cycle if it's just going to be something comparatively minute as a touchscreen. And I think we Wait, all we all just like you said earlier we just we all agree with Kip uh, with the article he made a, a year back uh, stating what Sony needed to do to compete with Apple and that's make the PSP a phone and make it a, make it a truly multi-purpose device because you're not going to carry around two huge pieces of electronics uh, yep. you just you're, especially men with uh, you know tiny jean jean pockets. I might, you know, see women carrying around, carrying around the two or three things because they have a purse. But then again, they're not really interested in doing that. So you just need you need to make it everything in one device. Yep, and um, keep in mind, we're saying this over a year now. Yeah. This article's been out. This was before the PSP Go, mm-hmm. and we've been telling Sony the same thing for this whole time, and they have yet to respond. And, and if they, they did, they'd be more competitive. What's wrong, Sony? Come on. And they own a freaking cell phone company. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> but more importantly, they're looking to the the Android OS. That's the, another rumor that we don't necessarily have into a story at this point because there is no story. There's just a rumor. Ooh, they're going to be working with the Android OS, which would be fine because it attaches them to the most um, the largest competitor. But still all untangible and Sony's not feeding us anything here and it's gotta happen it's gonna happen soon yeah and I'm gonna say what's wrong with the cross media bar why wouldn't that work for a phone it does it would work for a phone yeah so it's perfectly fine for a phone it's just not as attractive it's not as attractive as a tab page but we get of our head ourselves as we do this is a this is a what what's the term it's a soft um a heated subject for us at Elder Geek because we've had the right answer for so long and we just don't have the $800 million necessary to get Sony's attention, apparently. <laughs> but so, uh, let's move on because we're not the only ones offended in the world of gaming here. Apparently, like what we talked about early on in the year with Rockstar and Irish people, Mafia 2 has offended Italian people. Go figure. I if, uh, Again, as a person with partial Italian heritage to, uh, here, I've actually loved... Italian mobsters. That's awesome. It's always been awesome. But apparently Unico, or Unico, an Italian advocacy group here in the States, is not happy with the way Italian Americans are uh, are represented in Mafia 2. 
Let, let's take a look here. We have a, a an official an official official statement from the group here. <clears throat> Why would Take Two foist a game on their target audience of young people, wherein they in, they will indoctrinate a new generation into directly associating Italians and Italian Americans with violent, murderous, organized crime, to the exclusion of all other mafias run by other ethnic and racial groups? And it goes on to elaborate on that certain sense here. <laughs> Take Two has responded here, and they say, Mafia Two tells a compelling story about organized crime in America, a subject that has, for decades, been featured in movies, television shows, and novels. Neither Unico nor any other organization purporting to represent Italian Americans has seen or played Mafia Two. Take, Take Two bases balances its right to free expression with what we believe is a thoughtful and responsible approach. It's scientifically not targeted. It's specifically not targeted toward young people. So, yeah. Moss. Oh my god. Another one of these? <laughs> Another one of these, apparently. Yeah. At any point in time where the the protagonist is not a generic five o'clock shadow stubbled white guy, or Caucasian, the generic, if you will, mm. someone's gonna get pissed off. See, I don't remember white trash uh, coming out in, in defense of, uh, or uh, calling themselves uh, offended by, let's say, Postal 2. So it's just <laughs> it's not about the actual uh minority or the actual demographic it's about telling a story that has roots in reality and it just so happens that this does and so does you know uh GTA 4 and you know 2 3 4 and 5 so it's just I don't see it I don't see why I mean racial stereotypes sure because you know that's pop culture uh, that's that's you know the movies that's everything and this is basically an extension of that so I don't really see how they could uh, connect the two yeah they're a bit late to the party if they want to complain about a tie-in yeah. thing associating with mobsters what we're going back to 1930s with the original Scarface if you want to go argue media representations here and I mean I, I, could, just, I could just say one sentence to, to you know just fuck this all up <laughs> um, most Italians aren't, uh, no, or a lot of Italians aren't mafia uh, or aren't mobsters. I love how, I love But how you a go lot of mobsters are Italian. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> Apparently not. But it appears like, again, these are people coming in with no experience on the video games. They, they think every video game is meant for children. Yeah. So. It seems like this is just going to be, you know, one bitch to get your name in the paper and you're done. Because mm-hmm. nothing has happened since and I'm not expecting it to. You expecting it, Mops? No. Um, I assume there's going to be some sort of lawsuit at some point. Maybe not from eh. the show, but from someone. And they're going to lose horribly because uh, the First Amendment say, says, fuck you. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, let's move on here. We only got a couple stories left. It's going to be a very short episode here. So why don't we go to? Um, we're coming back to PC. Oh my God, so much PC in one in one episode. It's awesome. We're going to Lineage Two, and we have another lawsuit here. Well, like Moss predicted, in in one sense of the term here, <laughs> Craig Smallwood he is suing NCSoft of Korea, and he is suing them for Lineage 2 being so addicting he developed a problem based on it. To me, personally, taking away the journalistic, uh, the journalistic view on this, this looks like it, it reminds me of the lawsuit of the two fat women suing McDonald's. But let's go on. Let's move on here. Let's, 
let's try to let's let's give him his case here. He alleged that the company did not warn him of the addictive nature of this, and he became so addicted he developed such a neurotic problem, a, a neurological um, disability that he was unable to function independently in usual daily activities such as getting up, getting dressed, bathing, or communicating with family and friends, which seems like a very basic life. But he apparently could not do all that, and a judge did pass this. Judge Alan, uh, Alan Kay did allow this to to progress into court, saying that this is a claim for both negligence and gross negligence. So two two very big factors here. NZSOP has not responded, but Mots, I, I'm certain you have something to respond here. <laughs> I always do, don't I? Uh, Absolutely. Um, see, this is like, let's say, a junkie suing his dealer. The dealer might be doing wrong, but it's not for the junkie to uh, to decide, basically, or to um, to uh, to profit from that wrongdoing uh, by a way of the legal system. Uh, so, you know, whether or not uh, Lineage 2 or or you know NC South Korea should, you know, uh, have warnings and have specific instructions as to how to avoid uh, getting addicted, basically. That's another issue, whether or not this guy should be, you know, uh, reciprocated for getting addicted to the game is just totally ridiculous. So, yeah. Yeah, personal responsibility factors always. Exactly. And really, if you're going to have to start games putting on addictive qualities, it's it's ridiculous. It's a subjective thing. I'm currently, right now, in my gaming lifestyle, I'm addicted to the saboteur. That is not an addictive thing, game in its essence. This is not Evercrack or World of Warcraft. Uh, World of Warcraft. This is just a basic game. And to my personality and my playstyle, it's very addicting in that capacity. If you have to, if you, if the judge rules that games should include some sort of warning, and let's say for the sake of argument, it's like the Surgeon General warning on cigarette boxes, it's an impossible to enforce ruling. Because you have to you have to take into account every possible personality archetype, which no one ever has in the history of the world or of in psychology, and you have to put in a specific warning for each of those. And it's simply just I don't know how this could be done right. I don't know how people like Craig Smallwood could be adequately compensated like uh, for something like this. Mm, exactly, it doesn't seem possible. I mean, you could say the thing, same thing about me and. Uh... Uh, plants plants versus versus zombies. So. Yeah, or anyone in Bejeweled after some certain yeah. time. I mean, how can you warn people like that? And especially, I mean, uh, something like that would just cripple a, a part of the game industry because now you know they're getting associated with more negativity, and it's just it's ridiculous. People get addicted to everything. It's absolutely sure some things do you know are more prone to addiction, but that's not games. Games cannot contain nicotine. Games cannot have um, an alcoholic effect on the brain. Games are games, and they cannot in- inherently connect anything that um, has as addictive quality as chemical substance. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you did, you know, I'm just going to go in defense a little bit of this. You know, it does it does uh, uh, put you in a certain mood, in a certain frame of mind that does release uh, things like uh, creatonin and uh, dopamine into the brain, which can be addictive. Uh, but, you know, so does, you know, sliding down a, a, a water, uh, you know... Water slide? Water slide, yeah. So, <laughs> it's just... 
uh, it's a form of, uh, of or uh, having sex or having sex exactly. So it's just anything could can be addictive and and games. You know, it's just to to single this out. I'm, I'm beginning to think why these people aren't ashamed to blatantly um, uh, exploit the system like this. I don't know. If if there's one thing I've learned is that people as a whole have tons of shame. People as individuals have no shame. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. No shame whatsoever. So real quick before we move on to our final, 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 final story here, um, just a quick couple of game announcements here. We have a new Death Bank that came out uh, that has been revealed. Death Bank, Death Bank Thongs of Virtue. So it's very much in that Ron Gilbert vein here. And we have a new game within the Never Neverwinter World. Of course, the awesomely forgot, uh, awesomely detailed Forgotten Realm slash D and D locale slash adventure campaign that spawned dozens of games ever since the first graphical MMOs first came about. So really good to hear another one like that. But we're not going to talk about those. So just a real quick uh, um, toss out of that information here. We're going to round up today with Bioshock Infinite, and apparently. We may not be getting multiplayer with Bioshock Infinite. Remember, this is not the team that did Bioshock 2. This is Ken Levine's led uh, Bioshock and System Shock uh, um, developer. And they may be coming back to the original mantra, which is a storied single-player campaign with multiplayer if they got time at the end. So, Moss, you, you, you're, a, um, you're, you're just a recent initiate into the... Uh, Bioshock Infinite hyposphere. So, what do you think? Are, do you, are you are you craving multiplayer, or could you subsist on single player alone? I didn't even try the multiplayer in the second one, uh, and I think I reviewed it, so that's bad. No, 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 no. I reviewed Bioshock. Oh too. yeah, that's you a, did as well. You're, yeah. you're clear. You're no, clear. I did a I did a spoiler alert on it. That's the one. Yes, uh, you did. And uh, and uh, I didn't miss it. I felt uh, appeased by the single-player campaign, and I would love uh, it if they gave that more focus, because even though it was great, it wasn't equally equally great as to the, to the first one. So, um, yeah, go for it. I mean, I don't really think Bioshock needs another sequel, or prequel, or whatever this is, uh, but, um, you know, I like the gameplay style, and I like the... Um, uh, the atmosphere the game provides, so if they can match that, but preferably differentiate it from the other two games a little bit more, then I'm 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 good. And it looks like that that's exactly what they're going to do. So, yeah, uh, color me excited. Yeah, I, I love uh, Levine's uh, th- uh, thoughts on the issue. He said, um, if we're not going to do anything original like Left 4 Dead did a couple years back, don't do it because there's already Halo, there's already Call of Duty. So why bother putting that in if you're just going to be colored a, um, a a follower? If you're just going to be colored something un, ununique and uncreative. So I'm I'm all for that. You know, it's not going to work for the publisher because multiplayer means more cash. But you know, as it exists within his argument, I I am completely for it. I am right there with him. And like you, Moss. Bioshock has always been a uh, single-player universe for me. That's You just can't keep that same mystique once you have a bunch of people chatting with you and being the usual immature 14-year-old Xbox Live people. Mm. So it kind of... Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure how Columbia will fare. Uh, it definitely doesn't appear to be a, an environment designed from the ground up to include multiplayer. I'm not sure how that would work. Then again, we weren't sure how you're going to include multiplayer underwater. So, I mean, there's always a possibility they can tack it on if... Um, Take-Two realizes that they need 
the cash. So hopefully Ken, uh, Ken Levine, though, ideally, his argument stays. Hmm. And I, I think he has enough clout to do it now. So hopefully Bioshock Infinite is a single-player-only game. But I have confidence that if they have to do multiplayer, they're going to at least try to do something unique. So that will be interesting at the very least. Do you think this is going to be another um, game with the name of the franchise, but nothing else to do with it? Just total reset? Oh, no, no, no. I don't think so. I, well, I think when Levine said total reset, he meant location. I don't think they're going to do the mystique. I think it's still going to be the same gameplay, uh, the same style of gameplay, mm-hmm. and they're just going to bring in more steampunk. They're just going to uh, they're going to swap the style. They're just not going to swap the soul. So it's definitely still going to be very much Bioshock because it was very much System Shock when it originally came down. So mm-hmm. this is a this is a trope that we all know and love. It's a well worn well worn thing. They're not just going to drop it for the sake of you know federal a new federalist landscape. Well, yeah, and I, you know, I, I know it's gonna be it's gonna be similar in that you know you even see uh, what I guess uh, goes for Big Daddy in this new game, but yep, yep. but I wonder if it's gonna even reference the old games. I, I, have, I would think have so. a tied-in story. I, I would seriously think so. I think I don't think they could get away with it. it this is a prequel, so they'd have to. Mm. At least show someone or hints of someone. Like maybe a newspaper is going to show like um, economist, economist attempts underwater city or something like that. I mean, it's going to be very sparing, but I don't think they're just going to leave their original work yeah. by themselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, any final thoughts, Matt? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Andrew Ryan again. <laughs> sure, I, I'm sure we all are. I know he's not going to disappear. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. Not after his. Uh, his obey moment. <laughs> well, if, there, this, uh, if this is a prequel, then uh, I'm guessing this is we're gonna find out how, you know, whatever the guy's name from the first game is is you know created. Who knows? I would like <laughs> that, but uh, you know, I guess I get, I just have to keep my hopes up. Absolutely, and hopefully, yep. rational won't let us down. But we are out for news. We are done. Yeah. Quick and simple, like removing a bandaid. Yeah, and uh, this is mostly because uh, you guys already did it, already did an episode, and we're actually recording on Monday now. And the last episode was recorded on when? Um, last Tuesday. Last Tuesday, okay. So uh, we're gonna do another episode uh, Friday, and that's gonna be posted on Monday next week. And this is one is going to be posted on uh, well now, basically when you're hearing this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So stay tuned. Uh, I know it's a bit of a mess uh, on the whole timing schedule thing, and that's just because we've changed uh, the recording date uh, each week. So um, uh, stay stay with us. And um, yeah, this is the one awkward period after this. We we have our new time. We have our new settle, and we're going to get all settled and warm and comfortable. Yeah, and we'll have more news to to share with you as well at at that time. So um, yep. All right. Bye, guys. Later. I love it. Chief, can you hear me?